You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 177. Today, we're talking about how to interpret your dreams and change your life. So, stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, you guys? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well, too. Thank you for asking. OMG, I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for this episode for so many reasons. Number one, like we're going to talk about dreams, like how to interpret your dreams. Not like I've got big dreams, James. I know you've got big dreams. I know that's why you're here. No, I mean like when you go to bed at night and then you wake up and you're like, what the heck was that? Those kind of dreams. How cool is it that I get to have a podcast for entrepreneurs and we're talking about interpreting your dreams? That to me is like the coolest thing in the world. What is also cool is that the book that I have been reading off and on again. Like it just kept calling my name. Like it would like fall out of a dresser drawer or a bookshelf and like, ah, there it is again. And I need to reread it or I need to finish it several times in my life until finally I'm like, all right, stop. I need to just do this. I just need to read this thing and focus on it and get it done and really learn how to interpret dreams and was like life changing is this book, which people told me like the best book on dream interpretation And I read it and was like, holy cow. The book is called Dreams 123. And now, guys, I get to have the author of the book on the show. How cool is that? And I'm I'm like, I'm just so pumped. So back in January, I started reading this book. And I didn't finish it because, you know, life gets in the way, right? Life is life. And I just like, it kind of went on a shelf somewhere. But it got me in the habit of starting a dream journal. I just created an Evernote folder and I started a dream journal and probably like once or twice a week, I'd have a dream that I remembered and I'd write down. And it's the last six or seven months of doing that has been one of the most beneficial things like I've done just in like my own personal life and evolution because it creates this space for introspection, for being mindful for just reviewing my life and wondering, what is this trying to tell me? How can this help me moving forward? And I want to encourage you so much to just add this simple discipline into your life. So that's really the first question we're gonna start with. We're gonna get into this and do dreams really have meaning or are they just a bunch of crazy nonsense from your subconscious mind, from all the advertisements and experiences and events and happenings that you get throughout your day. Well, when we introduce you to the author, J.M. DeBoard, you're going to find out just what the function and purpose of dreams really are and the potential and possibility that they can unlock for us in our lives. In fact, J.M. makes the bold claim that your dreams, or rather the messenger of your dreams, 
can be the best life coach to guide you in your life possible, the best life coach possible that you can have. But we must begin to learn how to interpret and master the language of dreams. And that's what we're gonna do in this episode. So I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for this. Um, and a couple things to get really pumped for. First of all, he interprets one of my dreams live on the show. And then I asked my followers on Instagram, what, you're not following me on Instagram yet. I asked my followers on Instagram to share with me some of their dreams. And a few of them got interpreted, but I had over a hundred people submit a dream to me. And we only had time for a handful. So you'll hear in this episode, JM actually offered to do a bonus call where all we do is interpret your dreams. How freaking amazing and generous is that? So first off, no matter what, I'm gonna just tell you right now, go grab the book, Dreams 123 from Amazon, get it on your Kindle. The author is J.M. DeBoard. It's a phenomenal book. And here's the first thing that's gonna happen. If you're already telling the story in your head, James, I don't remember my dreams, or I don't dream, or I don't really have dreams, or blah, 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 whatever we're saying, I was the same way. But he says this in the beginning of the book, and it was so true. The moment you start reading the book, you start having dreams, or you at least start remembering the dreams. They become so much more real and vivid and memorable, and it's so fascinating, and you can just tell, like, I get so excited and passionate about these topics because they're things that are not really talked about in our circles, and how valuable is that gonna be for you when you can get a lesson or an insight in your life that can help evolve you, help you grow, help you see what you can't necessarily see throughout the day because it's in a blind spot. It's, it's not in your conscious awareness and then your subconscious mind just points it out to you in a dream, in a symbol, or in a story. What would that do for your life and for your business? Yeah, we're talking about how dreams can make you more money here. How cool is that? Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. His name is J.M. DeBoard, and he is a best-selling author of two books, not one, two books about dream interpretation, and he's the lead moderator of the largest public online community for dreams called Reddit Dreams. So he moderates over on Reddit. And he's also the creator of dreamschool.net, which will link up below, and the D3 Dream Interpretation System. His teachings have reached millions of people worldwide with the message that anyone can understand their dreams. They just need to know how. And when you learn how today on this call, you can use your dreams as a tool to help you guide your life. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that interview with J.M. DeBoard right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Mr. J.M. DeBoard himself. J.M., how you doing? James, thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing great. I'm in Tucson and I'm watching the dark clouds, the monsoon rain rolling in here. So if y'all in the audience hear uh, thunder and lightning, it is real thunder and lightning. It is not a sound effect. <laughs> well, that's, that's good too, because I, I can imagine it's probably pretty hot this time of year for you. And the monsoons cool everything down. Uh -huh. It's really nice. It's it's actually beautiful this time of year. Well, listen, I got to say, I am so excited to have you on the show. And I'm also so honored that you would take the time. I can't even, I wish I could remember the origin story of how your book came to be into my life. But I've now read through it several times. And every time I do, my dreams themselves 
just become more prevalent in my life? Is that something that you've seen as an experience with your other readers? Absolutely. The dream work tends to come into people's lives when they need it or they are ready for it or they want it or all of the above. Mm -hmm. And my book has found its way into people's hands around the world. And the feedback I get is amazing. They find in their dreams the meaning, the purpose, the significance, and the guidance, the life coaching that they have always been looking for. It has to be something you're ready for, though. I yeah. find that many people in the first half of their lives are really more focused on what's going on outwardly in their life. And then there comes a point when the attention turns a little more inward. And that is especially when dream work can be really you know, I kick off for you in your life. Well, let's start right at the beginning for someone that maybe dreams have not been something they've focused on. Are dreams just, you know, whimsical nonsense that our subconscious mind is pulling images from our daily life and putting them together into this imaginational tale? Or do they really have meaning and purpose and a, and a function in our, in our lives? Yeah, you know, the quote I'm thinking of here is the bits of undigested gruel, which is from, oh boy, the name is eluding me right now. It's uh, it's one of those old uh, books, very famous, and people sometimes describe dreams that way as that undigested gruel from the day, implying that it has no flavor, it has no significance, it has no nourishment, but dreams really are meaningful. That's not to say that all dreams are meaningful. Sometimes you you just are kind of seeing imagery behind the eyes, especially when you first go to sleep or it's later in the night and you're in a stage of very light sleep. But when dreams affect you and they turn into stories and they engage you and they spark your emotions, that's when they are meaningful and they can be awesome ways of taking a look at what is going on in your life, both in your outer life and in your inner life and following your dreams. It's probably one of the best things that you could ever do, a decision that you could make. It's more than just a marketing cliche. Follow your dreams means take what you learn from them and apply it to your life. Make your dreams come true. It means the same thing. It's just that most people do not understand that the language of dreams is a language of symbolism and that you have to decode or translate that language before your dreams make sense to you. So it's very easy to think, hey, the dreams are nonsensical, you know, but it's kind of like if you are in a foreign place where you don't speak the language and you're hearing all of these people around you speaking that foreign language, it might sound nonsensical to you, but to all of those other people, it makes perfect sense because they understand the language. So understand the language of dreams and then you can decode and translate it. I love how you call it, like look at it as, a, as it's a language. And I noticed that as I was reading the book, it was like I was learning the language. And now I've had our audience members, which we'll hopefully get into a few of these on this episode, share with us their dreams. And I'm already like, Oh, that's an easy, that's a, you know, they're throwing me an easy, uh, like lob here. I know, I know what that means right there, which is just so awesome that you just start to understand the language. Okay. But here's my next question you're telling us, and I, and I agree, obviously that's why I'm having you here that a majority of our dreams have meaning. These meanings can help us in our life. Like your analogy is that it's kind of like a life coach that's with you while you sleep, which yeah. I, I just love that. But here's the question, you know, this is always where I have to go. Have you ever sat there? 
and really pondered why like why and what is behind this like why are there even dreams I, I get the function but like what's the what's the motive behind it do you ever go there yeah, sure. You know, everything that we have developed as a species can be viewed in an evolutionary light. And why do we dream? Why is it ne why is it necessary to dream? You have to dream. If you do not dream and it's not because of a clinical condition such as brain disease or brain damage, then you will very quickly break down. Dr. Ruben Neyman at the University of Arizona says that dreaming is like psychological digestion. You have to be able to digest the things that are going on in your life. And if you do not digest it, then you tend to start getting stuffed full emotionally and personally. You also use dreaming to process memories. You use dreaming to clean out your brain. Your brain does not have a lymphatic system. So what happens is, is while you are dreaming, there's cerebral spinal fluid that it surrounds the brain, goes, follows the channels down inside of the brain, and it removes the debris and the other things. It basically, it cleans house. So if we did not dream, we would not be able to clean out our brains. Now, I think that this idea works on many levels, that dreams are helping us to maintain ourselves. They are running processes that cannot run while we are awake or even in a state of rest. So I think that's one of the reasons why dreaming has evolved over time. And there are many reasons why we dream. We consolidate and process memories. It helps to release emotions. This came out of Stanford, and I was just reading something from one of their schools of neuroscience the other night. They've shown a very strong correlation between dreaming and being able to release emotions and be able to get distance from them. It's like it takes the edge off of them. Otherwise, you wake up the next morning, and I think everyone has experienced this at some point, when you did not sleep enough, you did not sleep well, and you feel like you're picking up where you left off. So you go to bed angry anxious or stressed or whatever, and you wake up anxious, stressed or whatever, because you haven't had time to let all of this stuff go. Now, I think it goes into a, a larger term process. It's kind of circles within circles within circles. And the most, you know, we've covered some of the basic daily things that go on. There's body maintenance, mind maintenance, emotion maintenance. And then dreams can get into some of the deeper things, such as finding meaning and purpose in our lives. And the world that we live in these days, I don't want to just paints it with a broad brush, but I find a lot of people who are really looking for some kind of meaning. They live in this, you know, very high tech world and they feel very disconnected from each other, from their neighbors, from their families, their coworkers, and they're looking for something more. And this is where dreams can really step in to help you because they deeply connect you with your interior life and through your interior life, they help you to reach out into your environment. So over the long term, Dr. Carl Jung said that dreaming is very intimately tied with the process of individuation, which is basically becoming your ideal and best self of becoming everything that you are inside. There's so much of you that's just potential and it's way down inside of the mind where in the unconscious mind where dreams are created and that over the long term, what you're doing is unpacking and unfolding all 
all of that potential and bringing it forward. And your dreaming mind is giving you these stories to help you decide what is going to become a part of you. How are you going to evolve as a person? And ultimately, are you going to become your best ideal self? Okay. So to just sum that up so far, I'm hearing that there is this function to dreams that it's like processing the day, almost like a digestion for your, for your life. But that's really addressing the past. But you're also saying that there's a part of a function of dreams that's really allowing you to guide you in towards the future into helping you maximize and realize your potential. Yes, yes. And to rehearse for what's coming up in your life. Dreams are, they're like virtual realities. Now, when I say dreams, I have to put a qualifier on here that there are many different reasons why we dream and there are many different types of dreams. Now, what I find is is that there are many dreams that will project out what is going to happen in your near future, and they will help you to rehearse for it. I saw a guy, I was watching the, uh, I was watching a football game, and this is recounted in the book that you have, Dreams 1, 2, 3, um, where he was a wide receiver, and he dreamed that he made the game-winning catch. And he said that the next day, you know, that now it's game day and he's out there on the field and it comes down to the last play of the game and there's the ball in the air and he's dashing down the sideline, running for the end zone and trying to catch up with that ball. And there was a part of him that knew when he did that, that he would catch the ball and score because... He saw it in the dream he had the night before. So that's just one one example of thousands of examples that you can run across just by reading through, you know, a few dream books and keeping your eyes open to, you know, media. I mean, there I am working on something else, half paying attention to the game. And the sideline reporter is relating the story of this wide receiver who just made the game winning catch and said, yeah, this guy dreamed about it ahead of time. And then the guy himself in the interview is like, oh, yeah, I dreamed about about it, but you know, I don't know if it really had any significance. And I'm like, no, it did. It helped you to rehearse and see this so that when the moment in time came, you were able to do it with more confidence because it felt like you had already done what the dream showed you. You caught the ball, you scored the touchdown, you won the game against your team's biggest rival, and now you are the hero of the day. So yeah, dreams can look back and help you process what's happened recently in your life, and they can help you to look forward too. Would you call that example a premonition? It could be precognitive or premonition. I think that a lot of times that what is considered to be a premonition through a dream, which is called precognition, is actually the mind putting together patterns and seeing things, where things are headed, or he knew he was going to be playing in the football game the next day, and he knew that he could be in a position where everything comes down to him and his performance on the field. So to see him catching the ball in a dream and scoring could be a coincidence, but I have run across way too many dreams that spelled out exactly what was going to happen in the future, and then it happened 
But I do want to be clear that even when a dream shows you what is going to happen in the future, it's still what could happen. Right. It's still just a probability. We know from quantum physics that uh, this universe is built upon probability and that we as the conscious observers and actors in this universe determine which of those spectrum of possibilities actually come true. Okay. And then lastly, before we really dive into the how-to, for anybody who's still a little, I wouldn't want to use the word skeptical, but not motivated to really investigate their dreams. I know that you and I both know that there are numerous, very successful and significant icons, both in business and just in the world that have really, you know, changed and evolved their industry that have used and leveraged dreams. Well, the first one that comes to mind for me is Nikola Tesla, who I know many of his inventions came from either like a flash of an insight, an image or a dream. But I know you know of a ton. Could you share a few of those? Sure. You know, uh, Srinivasa Ramanujan, I might pronounce that incorrectly. Sorry, Srinivasa. Hmm. Very famous mathematician who said that a goddess came to him in his dreams. And he has to this day theorems that the best mathematical minds in the world have not been able to work through. Like he's he was so far and beyond most other mathematicians, even the other really brilliant ones that he was considered to be in a class by himself. He said that there was a goddess that came to him in his dreams and taught him math. This was a man who did not have a formal education and mathematics. So that's one example. There's another one which will perk the ears of your readers. Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, he was a graduate student at Stanford and he was trying to figure out exactly what his course of study was going to be for his PhD. And he had a dream that you could download the internet, all of the content on the internet, he could download it to Stanford servers and then run run his algorithm called PageRank on that information and be able to do it that way. Before then, the indexing of the internet was mostly manual. People created, they had, you know, rooms full of people who were going out onto the internet, finding the websites out there and manually ranking them. So the way that Larry Page revolutionized internet search became the basis for the world's largest technology company, Google. Wow. So Larry Page changed the world through one of his dreams. He said he woke up in the middle of the night. He had his notebook and his pen by his bedside. I haven't been able to ask him personally if that pet notebook and pen were there because he had a regular habit of, you know, writing down his dreams. But from things that he has hinted at in public, I think that he has. He had a regular habit of watching his dreams. And in this case, he had a problem that he went to bed with on his mind. And he knew that his dreams could give him an answer. And they did. And then finally, Albert Einstein, you know, I mean, one of the greatest physicists to ever live, you know, the man's Einstein is synonymous Mm -hmm. with brilliance and genius. He had a dream as a teenager that he was sledding down a hill and he was going faster and faster and faster until he was approaching the speed of light. And he noticed that things started changing around him the way that time was moving. Time was slowing down the faster that he got. So this formed the basis for his theory of relativity. And Einstein said that that dream was really the kernel that gave him the insights that he needed to be able to then, you know, turn it into the physics and the math that the rest of the science world could understand. Wow. So three great examples. There are many, many others. The periodic table 
came to the uh, inventor uh -huh. of it in his dreams. The chemical structure of benzene, the sewing machine, Elias Howe, many inventors, scientists, business people, artists have all credited their dreams with being a tremendous source of inspiration, creativity, and insight and breakthrough. That is so awesome and so exciting to hear, especially because we can start to consider like, wow, maybe our next breakthrough is just like one night's sleep away. It could um, be, yes. <laughs> I love that. So, but m some of the examples, you, most of the examples you've given, like going back to like the football, and these are very like literal, but for most the time, our dreams are like these random, bizarre events that tend to be non like they just nonsensical. They don't, they don't make any sense. And you said that they, they really come in symbolism. Yes. Why is that? And then what I'd love to go from there is how can we begin to interpret that or learn the language of dreams so that we can understand their meaning and function? Sure. You know, I hear this a lot as a public speaker and online moderator at Reddit Dreams. A lot of people come in and say, why can't dreams be more realistic? <laughs> and I kind of thunk my hand to my palm to my forehead and I go, do you really want to be lectured to all night long? Mm. You know, your dreams are a, they're a teaching tool for you. And what is the one of the best ways of learning is through stories, through anecdotes, through parables. Your dreams are like these little parables they illustrate and they teach so there is a deeper reason for why the dreaming mind communicates to you with this symbolic imagery and it's because it is the native language of the deep mind there's this part of the mind that's called the unconscious. You have the ego conscious side of the mind, which is just the tip of the iceberg. And then you have the unconscious mind. And neuroscientists say that around 95% of the mind is this unconscious part of it. So by definition, it is outside of your conscious awareness. It is the original mind of our species before we had complex language and complex society and all that, what we had was this mind that developed over thousands of generations and it learned to speak to us with pictures. In fact, there's even speculation that we originally spoke to each other in pictures, mental pictures, sort of like a telepathy, as opposed to language. Mm. We know in the animal kingdom that there are animals that communicate with each other through some type of group mind that they have with each other. So let's get back to that's the reason why dreams can appear to be nonsensical is because they are speaking to you in this ancient language. You know, if you walk into an ancient Egyptian temple and you see the hieroglyphs on the wall, then you, like many of the Western archaeologists and researchers who first encountered those hieroglyphs, might think, well, did they give a kid, you know, instead of a crayon, they gave him a chisel and had him go at it, you know? But no, what they were actually doing was using these image forms for a very deep, very complex form of communication. And it took us finding the Rosetta Stone, the translator of ancient hieroglyphs into ancient Greek and one other ancient language. It's not coming to me off the top of my head. But at that point, we were able to go, oh, those hieroglyphs are more than just pretty pictures. They're actually a written language. And we found that each one of those pictures could say a thousand words. Now, this is just using a, as an example, because we have this figure of speech. A picture says a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what your dreams do. They begin with these 
this imagery in your dreams and then they string the imagery together. So it starts off with what you might call a symbol. Look at it by itself. It's a symbol. It's a picture. It's an image. And then it strings it together with these other images and it turns it into symbolism. In other words, it starts off with these more simple ideas and then it layers these things on top of each other to create more complex ideas. So it really is able to be decoded, but you must have that Rosetta Stone. And that Rosetta Stone is the ability to translate the symbolism and the symbolic imagery of your dreams, which is why, in part, I wrote the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, because I wanted to be able to give people one reference source where they could see a variety of possible ways of taking a single image from a dream. And then I also taught how to contextualize it. None of these symbols, it's very hard to come up with any sort of universal meaning for any of them because most of them are very personal to you. I can't tell you what your mom means to you in a dream, even if you are my brother, you know, mm. like in the sense that mom will mean something different to me than it means to you, at least in some way that it could be used in a dream. So this is how you take what is otherwise appears to be nonsensical and unrealistic and then you turn it into something that you can understand. And once you understand it, James, I tell you, you're off to the races. It is it's like discovering a treasure in your backyard. You didn't know it was there, but you had a feeling if you just started digging, you would find something really cool underneath the dirt, you know. And once you get into dream interpretation and you have that basic knowledge of symbolism, then it opens up this whole you know, world for you. You are now somebody who can go to that foreign land and understand the language that they're speaking. So you walk into your dream world when you're asleep and you understand what the language is that's being spoken there. And then you can start to navigate your way through your dream world better. I love that. And I recall from your book that there was a question. It was kind of like the last piece of advice you had on like foundational dream interpretation, but it was, you're like, here's, if all else fails, like you can try this. And I'm trying to recall the exact question, the way you worded it, but it was so great. Cause what you did is you like shifted to the perspective of the actual symbol in the dream and asked yeah. some question along the lines of, of what was it? It was like, what is my purpose here? Like, why am I in this dream? What am I trying to show the dream or something? Do you remember the exact question that I'm trying to pull up for you? Uh- It's, I think so. And this goes back to simple fact number one about dreams. I have a lecture that I created. It's the first lecture I teach all of my students at dream school. And it is three simple facts about dreams. And the first one is you already know what your dreams mean. You just need to remind yourself Mm. you are actually creating your dreams in that other side of the mind I talked about earlier, the unconscious mind, the original mind of our species. That's where dreams are created. And when you step back after you wake up and you go, well, that doesn't make any sense. But it really it does because you created the dream. It is not being beamed into your head by the NSA or the (laughs) aliens in the mothership or from Jupiter or, you know, like it's just a, a way of saying you create your dreams. They're not being created somewhere else outside of you. And so you already know what they mean. 
So you can use techniques such as speaking from the viewpoint of a symbol in a dream and just give it a voice. You need to get your conscious mind out of the way and allow your intuition and feelings and hunches to speak to you. This is the art of dream interpretation. There's also a science side of it, and I teach both of them. But in the art of dream interpretation, you have to give up that demand for linear, rational thinking for dreams. There is a step-by-step approach that you can use to interpret them, but largely when you interpret your dreams, you are following your feelings and your hunches. And when all else fails, you can simply sit back, close your eyes, imagine whatever the dream symbol is and say to it in your mind, what are you trying to tell me? Because ultimately that is the question that you are asking of the dream. What are you trying to tell me? Mm, I love that. I love that. I did that with, like I've been keeping, ever since I started your book for the second time, I think second or third time this year in January, I kept a dream journal and I think I've been able to successfully interpret each and every dream, but that was like the go-to question for me. As soon as I asked that, it was like, there was like some sort of hunch or knowing that just gave me instant clarity. So I'm wondering if we can role play this out right now and I can give you an example of, of actually a dream I had last night. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this is kind of a reoccurring dream in that the theme is the same, but this dream was like a little different than the others. And the theme is me getting ready to or performing out on a stage like a, like a play or a musical. And in this one, normally, like I can't even go out there because there's a fear that I, I'm realizing these are the past dreams that I haven't even looked at the script. I don't even know my lines, let alone I, I haven't memorized them. So in this dream, I'm actually out there and I'm nailing it and I'm getting the lines. And then I go off stage and someone tells me like, you got to go back out there. You got more lines. And I look at my script and I'm like, I don't have time to memorize all this. And I totally panic to the point where I'm just like, I can't, I can't go back out there. I don't know these lines. And then I wake up. Okay. Well, let's take that from the top. And one of the ways that I interpret dreams, I have my four keys for quick dream analysis that I teach at dream school. Mm -hmm. And the first key is to simplify, start off with what the dream is, is showing you and try to explain it in the simplest way that you can. So James, when you step out on stage, what is a simple way that you can describe what you are doing there? I'm performing to an audience. Yes, I was going to say presenting information, but performing, mm -hmm. that might even get closer to the actual, you know, to the what's really behind the stream. Yeah. So you start off with that simple idea. Now, if you, in your previous dreams, you said that you were nervous or fearful about doing this because you felt like that you hadn't, you didn't know your lines. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So break that down into a simple idea. How would you describe that simple? Not Can you do it in one or two yeah, words? Yeah, not prepared. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So now you take that and you start to then generate ideas based on that and go, well, is there some way in my life that I feel like I perform and I'm not prepared? Now, you, knowing you, I mean, you do all of these, you know, online classes, mm -hmm. digital presentations, you know, podcasts, all this stuff, and you have to do a lot of preparation for it, right? Well, I'm also, I'm also wondering, and this is where I've gotten stuck on this, is it me in my head that I think I need to over-prepare 
because this is a, you, you in the book. I know I'm going off on a little tangent here. I apologize, but you oh, you okay. talk about a resolution in the dream, and obviously this yes. is one that didn't have a resolution. Like I woke up in the drama of it, and yes. I'm and I'm really wondering, like, is a resolution that I go, I haven't prepared, I didn't memorize, and that's okay, and I go out and do it anyways. You know, and this is the thing is you know. It sounds to me and from what I've seen about you and what I know about you is, is that you are very well prepared. So the place where I would begin with a dream like that is I would say, is it telling me I'm not prepared enough? OK, if I can cross that off the list and I still want to explore the idea of preparation and performance, then is it that I don't feel like I'm prepared enough. And if the answer feels right, if it resonates with you, then you start to explore that and you ask yourself, what are the roots of that feeling like I'm not prepared? Was there a time in my life when I really wasn't prepared? Is it just a part of me that has a need for perfection or something like that? Mm -hmm. And that's when the resolution can start to come into play because you're looking, the dream is always pulling in where you've been and where you are now to help to point you towards where you're going in the future. And it respects your intelligence. It'll give you enough information and tell it to you as a story so that then you can step back from it and go, oh, okay, I get it. Maybe I'm burning a little bit too much energy with nervousness or anxiety over being prepared and I need to tell myself I really am prepared. The uh, radio host and television host, George Norrie, has had me on a few times. He's the host of Coast to Coast yeah. AM. Yeah. He told me that he had a recurring dream when he graduated from broadcasting school that he hadn't graduated, that he needed more classes. And it brought up all of this anxiety in him. He said the dreams got so bad that he had to start keeping his college diploma on his nightstand so it would wake up and he'd remind himself and go, yes, I really did graduate. And it simply showed that there was a part of him that felt like no matter how much preparation he had done, no matter how well prepared he was, he was always going to feel like he hadn't done enough. And that goes into the personal psychology of Mr. Nori. And so his resolution to the dream was to keep that diploma there as a way of telling himself, mm -hmm. I have done everything possible and I have the diploma to prove it. Now I just need to get out there and start my broadcasting career. And obviously he did that and he was very successful. Yeah. So the dream isn't always saying, no, you're not prepared. Dreams are very subjective. And I think in your case that they're simply showing you that you feel that way and that it's not necessarily the reality, but I would begin first by making sure that it's you know, that that is the case, that sure. it's not the dream is saying, hey, look, you're not prepared and you know it in the back of your mind. You are, you know, you you are flying by the, you know, on the skin of your teeth here <laughs> and you need to be better prepared when you walk into these situations. If that's if you answer the question raised by that and you go, but look, I really am prepared. Then the next evolution of it is you go, well, OK, is it that I never feel like I'm prepared enough? Is that nervousness helping me by giving me that extra edge or is it actually draining my energy a little bit and so you would go from there into that questioning process and what do you think james yeah that's so good i i think it's the last answer it's just draining my energy in fact like when i read in your book which we can get into is how do you know when you have the right interpretation for me that feeling even as soon as i said it for the first time out loud of like i think this is a me 
thinking I'm going into something not prepared enough and then burning energy, like worrying about it or over preparing or saying I'm not going to do something because I'm not prepared. And it's more of a like message, like trust and you got this. Yeah. And it feels right and it resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And then another way of verifying a dream, which I give in the book, is that you see how it plays out over time. You respond to the dream in the way that you've understood it. And so from this day forward or you know, whenever you came to this insight is you start applying what you learned and then you see how it evolves. The next time you have that dream, it is a recurring theme. And so the next time you have that dream where you're stepping out on the stage, you know, and then you said that in the latest dream that you got off of stage and you realized that there were more lines to read yep. and that you, okay. And it, what it looks to me like that is that that is where that theme or idea comes into the dream of no matter how much I do, I never feel like I've done enough. Wow. How does that feel yeah. to you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Totally. Okay. <laughs> totally. We... But, but there's a part of it that's like, it feels like progress because that's the first version of that dream where I actually was on stage, at least for a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The yeah other, that is progress. Yeah. Yes. The other reoccurring dreams, I never made it out onto stage, but this one I was, and I was like rocking it. And then when I was like, okay, I, I, got, I went off stage because my piece was done. And it was like, oh, no, there's you got to do more. And I'm like, I'm not prepared for that. All right, you know, I haven't memorized these other lines. And I, man, it just woke me up. It was like so scary for me. Well, I would still keep a question in the back of your mind is that you, I mean, the dream is awesome. And when you said, you know, that you'd rocked it, I could feel that off of you. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, you feel proud of yourself. You feel good. You feel confident. It's such a boost, you know, but do ask yourself, have you reached a level now? And is there the next level that you can take things to that will in its own time come to you? But it looks to me like what you're seeing here is an evolution of James, the performer, and that there are more places where you're going to be able to go with this. And there are more ways that you're going to be able to refine yourself and improve. Yeah, I love that. And I appreciate you taking the time. I think it I think it kind of creates some better context for how you actually go through dream interpretation. So I know you mentioned four keys. And the first one was to simplify. Can you quickly go over the, the other ones with us? Sure. Yeah. The second one is to follow your feelings because your feelings really do tell you what is going on in a dream. You know, subconsciously what everything in your dreams means. So you follow your feelings because they are what leads you to that subconscious knowledge. There will be things that will resonate with you. Plus, a lot of dreams are the processing of emotions. And sometimes the dreams will create scenarios simply to tie in with something that you felt during the day before the dream. So if a dream shows you, for example, with showing up for a test and you're unprepared for for it, then you go back to that idea of feeling anxious about being unprepared or just feeling anxious and go, was I feeling this way the day before the dream? Mm. So they can create scenarios simply to help you to trigger those feelings. Why? Because they're getting them out of you. They're allowing these feelings to be processed out of the short term sort of storage where they're being held in the mind. And then it kind of gives you some personal distance from them. 
The third thing is to look for storytelling devices. Dreams are stories and they love to use things such as metaphors and exaggeration, word plays. These are storytelling devices and they also can use other ones such as backstory. Isn't it amazing when you meet a dream character and the character comes to you like in a movie or a novel with all this backstory mm-hmm. and they don't even have to tell you it. You just know it in your mind. You're like, oh yeah, this person is from here and this is how I know them. And you can have this long drawn out complex thing that goes on with them that's all being produced on the spot by this fantastic you know, thing that's in the back of your mind, this part of you that's creating, you know, creating your dreams. Now, there is another key for quick dream analysis, which is notice the obvious. Sometimes dreams are very complex and they use this very deep symbolism. And sometimes the message can be quite obscure and you really have to scratch away at the surface to get to the meaning. But sometimes the meaning or message is right there and it's in your face. So let me give you an example. There was a woman that came to the Reddit dreams forum where I'm Radal, one of the moderators there. And she said, I had the strangest dream about walking down like into my backyard and going down into the this basement, you know, the dream just kind of created a basement there in her Mm -hmm. backyard and her boyfriend is down there and she sits across a table from him. He looks her in the eyes and he says, you have to reduce your intake of red meat. And then he says it again, you have to reduce your intake of red meat. And he says it again and again. And she's like, okay, I get it. So she came to the forum and she's like sharing this dream with us. And she's like, well, what does it mean? And I said, well, notice the obvious here. Does it mean that you need to reduce your intake of red meat? Now, we then looked at a couple of other signs for that. That's like our hypothesis. And Mm. so we start looking for clues. And one of the clues is, is her boyfriend delivers the message. Her boyfriend is someone who eats very clean and healthy. So he wouldn't be a natural fit if the dreaming mind is looking for someone that you know to deliver a message related to what you eat and the message is you need to eat better, you need to eat cleaner and healthier. So then the second thing is, is she walks down into a basement, right? So if you think of your head, you know, like if you go below ground level, then where are you going in your body? You're going down into your bowels, mm. into your stomach. Wow. So to me, that says that she was making some kind of a, you know, a decision. She was t- sending herself a message. I had another guy that came in and he asked about a dream where he went to the hospital looking for help and he was running around and like he finally finds like a nurse's station and they say, oh, you need to go to room B12. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You hear it right away. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't get it. And when I suggested it to him, he's like, well, what could it mean? I'm like, look. (laughs) Vitamin B12 is it's a vitamin. And if you have a deficiency of it, it can cause all kinds of other cognitive issues. And he said that he'd been having trouble with like memory and depression and stuff like that. And I'm like, your body could already know what you mean. And there could be a very obvious message here. I can't tell you for sure that that's what it means. But look, you're at the hospital, you're looking for help and you're told to go to room B12. You put together the dots there and you tell me what it means. The only way we can find out 
result is, is if you start taking a B12 supplement and then see if that addresses the symptoms and issues that, are, that you are having. So yeah, you know, follow your feelings, notice the obvious, look for storytelling devices and simplify. what's my fourth one? Simplify. simplify. <laughs> Man, and that, I mean, that was really easy when you took me through that and you're like, what is the simple? And I'm like, yep, it's just like, there it is. I love that. Now, okay, so those are fantastic tools that we can use. You obviously suggest having a dream journal by your side. I use Evernote yes. on my phone. And so like, it's so funny because the dreams I printed out to share with you that happened last night, I didn't even remember them at this point because like, I'm still like half asleep when I'm writing them out. And yeah. uh, cause you know, that's like when they feel the freshest. But one of the things I want to ask you about is this for me was a recurring dream. And the next example I want to share is someone who had a reoccurring dream as well. What and why recurring dreams? So one of the reasons why we have recurring dreams is because we have these recurring things that go on in our lives, such as at work. If you are at work a lot, you'll dream about it a lot. There are deeper or other reasons for recurring dreams. And one of them is that the dreaming mind is very observant of you and what resonates with you, what works with you. It will find ways of telling you stories that it knows are the most likely to get across the message to you. There is a purpose to what your dreaming mind is doing. It has reasons for what it does. It wants you to learn to grow. You know, it wants to teach you. So it will, like a very good teacher or life coach, it will find a way of telling you the story so that it goes somewhere with you, it resonates with you. Can I share yeah, an example of one? Yeah, uh, yeah and, and And this one, I believe, got resolved. So I'm going to keep this really short. But for years, I had a reoccurring dream of watching, or the theme was the same. I was in different locations, but I would see an airplane crash right in front of me. And Ooh. those were like really intense and scary. And I believe that eventually over time I started asking people what they thought that meant. And I believe that the airplane crashing was a symbol of a fear of my business coming crashing down. Yeah. That's one of my thoughts too. Uh -huh. You know, you could go different directions with that. If you just came to me with it, with that recurring theme, I would start off with what is the vehicle that is taking you somewhere in your life? And do you fear that it's mm. going to come crashing to the ground? Right. So you so, simplify it. But there are other ways of approaching it. You could also look at it as the airplane is a thought process because thoughts rise, they lift up, they're very airy in their nature. You could look at it that way. If the first suggestion, which to me is the most obvious, if that did not resonate with you yeah. and I'm helping you to understand the dream, I would go there. I would look at like, you know, thoughts and thought processes. And then I would look at, hey, do you fear flying? I mean, no. Notice the obvious. I do. If you are somebody <laughs> who fears flying, you know, and I've had people come to me with these dreams. I had a guy, he came to me with a dream of the, he had a recurring theme that he was taking off in an airplane and he was at the door and the door was open and he had all of these people, his employees were running to catch up with him and get onto the plane. And he's like hanging out the door and waving them to come like onto the plane with him. 
And what he told me was is that he had worked at this startup business for a while and then he finally hired people to, you know, to help him once the business was getting off the ground, mm. right? A plane launches, it yep. flies off the ground, you know? Uh -huh. And that he needed to get them up to speed, which you see them doing as characters in the dream where they are catching up with the plane. Wow. So that's why I say simplify these things. It's right there in the imagery. And if you can get a basic understanding of symbolism, when somebody comes to you with a dream like that, you or you have a dream like that, you can see it right away. You're like, oh, a plane. It's something, it's a vehicle for taking me to where I want to go in my life. I have a destination that I want to reach. What's doing that? My business. Okay, well, the plane is taking off. What does that mean? Well, my business is taking off. I've been, you know, I'm finding success. You know, I'm getting up to like lifting off. What does it mean that the employees are trying to come onto the plane with me? Well, they're joining me here in my business and I'm trying to get them up to speed. Yeah. It's all right there in the dream. You just have to be able to step I, back and understand. I love it. that. And that actually got resolved, I guess, if that's what you'd call it, where after years of having that dream, I then had a dream where I start to witness a plane crashing and I kind of like zoom in and look at it and the plane transforms into a little toy kid's toy airplane and just flies away and, Ooh, does, and interesting and doesn't yeah. crash and i've never yeah. had that dream since wow and so you had yeah so once you have resolution to it then these recurring sorts of themes will move on you will probably still dream about it's kind of like you know it's the same book but now you've moved to a different chapter sure and that next chapter might take and, and take the story and approach it from a very different perspective but it's still the same story so when you continue it seems like now your dreams about your business are more about you know like the one you explained with the stage and right. preparing Preparing and saying your lines and feeling like there's always more to do than what you can do or, you know, I get that a lot as, you know, somebody who is a small business owner and an author is there is always more that I can do and I don't have time to do it all. Totally. And so I have to be able to live with that fact and learn to say, okay, well, where are my priorities? You know, what is the best use of my time? So that can help me to resolve that feeling that there's always more I can do. And I feel disappointed in myself when I can't cram it all into a day or a week or a month or whatever amount of span of time that I have to try to get it all, you know, accomplished. Well, that might be a perfect segue to this dream that seems very similar. This is from, I'd love to share this is from one of our audience yes. members. This is Denise. And I'm just going to read what she wrote in with. She says, here's a reoccurring dream that I've had for years. I'm walking down the street street and I happen upon some money on the ground. There's a lot of it and I know that it's there for anyone to have, but no one else is taking it but me. It's always the same denominations, all quarters or all 20s, depending on the dream. I fill my purse, my pockets and everything I can with the money and then I walk away feeling like I'm a crazy person with all this money hanging out of every pocket and it doesn't dawn on me that I can go back and get more. Wow. 
Oh my goodness, what an interesting dream theme. You know, when you find money in a dream, sometimes you need to notice the obvious is, is that there is something there that is directly related to earning money, you know, that or to issues surrounding it. You know, she feels when she's walking down the street with all that money hanging out of her pockets, then she starts to feel like conspicuous. And I have found sometimes that people can feel guilty about their own success, or at least they feel conspicuous about it, you know, because not everyone can make a six or seven or eight figure salary, you know, but Here's another thing is when money is more of a symbol that's not so obvious, sometimes it can mean something such as what you value, what you put your value into the like the night that my wife got pregnant or right around that time. I had a dream that something gold fell from the sky and it landed and I was racing to try to find it in an open field. So that to me, what it meant was that something precious had been delivered. And I've seen that kind of theme of, you know, either that being money or, you know, jewels or a treasure chest or something like that. You would ask yourself questions like, what do I treasure? And if it is, you know, the love of your spouse or your child that you treasure, then a dream could actually literally show it as a pile of gold. Now, she said that sometimes it's quarters and sometimes it's actual cash. And it makes me wonder if there's something more to that because the round shape of the quarter implies an idea such as wholeness or coming full circle. And sometimes that's what it can mean. Like the things that I do for myself that help me inside of myself are the most valuable ways that I can spend my time. If that is, you know... 20 minutes of deep breathing that helps me to completely de-stress and get into a really good state of mind. If it is the half an hour where I'm listening to a sacred acoustics CD where I'm kind of programming my brain, if it is a book that I pick up that is expanding my knowledge, if it is a conversation I have with a friend that makes me and them feel good, you know, whatever it is, if it's working on my house and I say that as I look outside and I I wonder, you know, it's starting to rain really hard and am I going to be, you know, <laughs> plugging another leak in the roof? But anyway, that's where you, you need to think of money in terms of the things that you value because money is a representation of value. So I would ask, uh, you said it was Denise? Denise, yeah. I would ask Denise, is there something that she feels like she has left on the table? Is there some way perhaps, now there's different ways of approaching this. Like, you know, she picks up some of the money, she stuffs her pockets until it's full, right? And then she starts walking away and she starts to think, oh, there's more that I could do. Now, I would give her an example from my dream life as a general way of thinking about that scene. So I had a dream that I had winning lottery number or I bought numbers for the lottery. And it was this weird sort of lottery where you bought the numbers and it was for all future lottery drawings. Hmm. If those numbers came up, then you would be the winner. And I had stepped back from the dream or or after that scene in the dream. And I said to myself, I didn't buy every number. And what would happen if a future lottery hit with all the numbers except for the one that I didn't buy? 
So I went, wow. And I knew when I woke up after the dream, I knew that there was an important message there. And here it is. I, at the time, was considering all the things that I can do to promote myself in my work. And I was starting to say, well, maybe doing this podcast or that podcast or being on this radio show or that radio show, maybe it's not worth my time. But I've always had this thought in the back of my mind is I never know when what I do is either going to bring me a lot of value or it's going to bring the people on the other end a lot of value. There are people I have helped with their dreams that have it has changed their lives. Mm. And I don't know it when I'm doing it. I'm just doing what I do best, you know. So in the dream, that one winning lottery number really came down to this question. Will I do everything I possibly can to get my work out there and share it? And so that's what the dream is saying is, hey, if you found out after the fact that that one radio show that you didn't go on because you didn't think it was going to be worth your time to invest in it, right? I'm yeah. buying a lottery ticket. What you buy is a, an investment of your money. So if I invest my time into going on a show and that was the show, I didn't do it. And it turns out that Ellen listens to that show and it's her favorite show. <laughs> right. You know, I say Ellen because she's kind of the modern Oprah. She has like 90 million followers and people can go from, you know, it's she's almost like the kingmaker or queen maker these mm -hmm. days and that she can be sort of a gatekeeper to the very highest echelons, you know, her and Dr. Oz and I suppose Oprah is still doing her thing. Bill O'Reilly, when he had a show on Fox was, you know, when Bill mentioned someone's name, some author who nobody had ever heard of, well, once it came out of Bill's mouth, you know, now that person is gaining some traction, you know, so that's the way that I looked at it. So with yeah. Denise, I would ask her, does this idea resonate with you that there is something that you, you've got a lot already, you've had a lot of success. And is there some, let's say that that's what the money represents. If it represents success, are you leaving some of that on the table unclaimed? Is there a reason for it? Does the success that you've had, is it starting to make you feel conspicuous? And so we would start there and explore further. And of course, Denise can't be here, but I hope that I've given her as one of your regular listeners some ideas to work with to help her to understand the dream. Yeah, that's so great. Now, I want to be really mindful of your time. I'm hoping I can just throw a quick one out there, one last one, and then you sure. just like do a quick summary of that and then we'll wrap up because so many of you guys shared your dreams and just because of time, like we can't get to all of them. But this is from Jenna and this is also a recurring dream. It's a recurring dream of a tidal wave. She says, I'm always running from it, trying to figure out how I'm going to survive. Lots of times it's a huge thousand foot tall wave that's going to take over the world. Sometimes I live in a building safely with the water on the outside. Sometimes I surf the wave. Most of the time I'm trying to prep myself to deal with the wave. And I've been having this dream on and off for the past 13 years. Wow. You know, there are different ways of approaching it. If you have a copy of my dream interpretation dictionary, symbol, signs and meanings. Yes, I'll drop that promo in there real quick. Mm -hmm. You can look up tidal wave and tsunami and you would get ideas. But I already see a possibility for this. And I love that she gave variations of the dream because if she's riding on top of the wave, then that gives me an idea that it represents perhaps the feeling that there is so much coming at her 
her on a daily basis and can she get on top of it? Mm. She, you're seeing the figure of speech enacted in the dream. Wow. Now, oftentimes because the tidal wave is it's water and emotions are closely associated with water, I have found quite often that a tidal wave means that you are overwhelmed by emotion. But here's another way of looking at it. I always teach not only to look at the symbolism, but to look at the scenario the dream creates and think of it in story form. Simplify it. What is a tsunami or a tidal wave? It's something you can't get away from. Mm. There is no escaping from it. You know, I mean, if, it, if it's a thousand foot tall wave and you are on shore and you're seeing a thousand foot tall wave coming in, then you do not have time to get away. Yeah. But it also is very subjective in the way that dreams paint imagery like that. So if I went through a process with the dreamer and I said, do you feel like there are times when your emotions are overwhelming you? And they would say, well, you know, yeah, I have strong emotions, but it never feels like they get the best of me or overwhelm me. I would say, OK, now what else in your life could be described that way? I mean, when I wake up and I've got 20 things to do that day. That is like a tidal wave rolling into my life. It means I've got a lot to do. I got a whole heck of a lot to do. Yeah. Do I get on top of it or does it overwhelm me? You know, so mm -hmm. it's a subjective expression of the personal and situational dynamics. The situation is, let's just say, for example, you have a heck of a lot to do. The personal dynamics is you feel like if you don't get on top of things that it's going to overwhelm you. Yeah. Free I know people who have those cask strength kinds of jobs, you know, and I've I've had them before too. Cask strength means full strength. It used to be that we diluted our wine, but if you drank wine directly from the cask, then it was cask strength. That meant that it was oh. it was undiluted, right? Yeah. So if you have a cask strength job, it means that boy, you are, you know, you were really putting yourself full, you know, wholehearted and, and full time into this thing. And I have found this type of dream imagery a lot in the dreams of people who have those types of jobs, those types of lives, those types of businesses. I love it. And I just want to thank you so much, Jam. Like this has been so amazing. It's so fascinating to me. I'm obviously like you could spend all day and I think I could as well just geeking out with you. Maybe um, we need to do this again. I, and I would be happy to do an episode with just your readers dreams, just like we've done, do a quick intro and let's just answer their questions. I know you have other things you want to move on to, but I will throw that out there. I, as lo I love that idea. And they're going to hear that and love it as well. Especially like we had so many people submit and we, uh, it was hard just to choose even just those two out of all of them. So that's an amazing offer. What I'd love to do is just have you share with us, what's the next step? How can people learn more about you? I want everyone really understanding and interpreting their dreams, knowing the importance of it, making it a relevant part of their lives. Because even just in the six months that I've been documenting at least one dream a week, it's been so beneficial just to like take that moment and have that insight and you know just the the reflection has been so valuable to me so where can we go now Sure. You know, I call that the check-in. And if, if you spend at least a little bit of time with your dreams, journaling them, this is step number one, the first thing you have to do, it can act as a tool simply to check in. You know, our lives can be so busy that we don't have as many opportunities to do that check-in. What is going on inside of me? So yes, you've already discovered the benefits of that. And yeah. you know that every morning you wake up, you have that pen and that notepad or your <laughs> iPhone or whatever. Yeah 
whatever it is you know that you're using there are many great apps for phones these days so I definitely encourage your audience to do that first even if they don't know a lick about dreams just start writing them down please the next step for you if you want to get into this I just completed a series of online classes. I really am just starting to promote them now. It's at dreamschool.net. I used the teachable.com platform. And so it's video with PowerPoint slides. It's me discussing the slides. And then I give links to other resources. My book, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, is a supplemental course book for the dream. So I use a lot of examples. We analyze the dreams. I give you all of the back ground information that you need. So it is a lot like taking a college level class, but I created it with the beginner in mind. I wanted somebody who already has the basics down to be able to learn something from my, you know, to learn a lot from mm -hmm. my classes. But I also, I feel for people who are just beginning this. I remember what it was like 25 years ago when I started on this journey. And so I start off with some foundational lessons. I walk you through the process of dream interpretation, of understanding symbolism, and then the D3 process or system of dream interpretation. I created this and it is three simple steps. One, break down the dream into story elements and narrative components. Two, interpret the symbolism and analyze the story. Three, understand or connect the dots in context and reflect on your life. So I teach you these three basic steps of dream interpretation. You start there and then we can go off in many different avenues to explore. There is a course on dream symbolism. There is a free intro to dream interpretation and analysis. I want people to be able to know who I am and my style through a free course first that gives them the basics and then they can launch off. And it's, I mean, I, there's seven or eight hours of recorded video in that free course. So wow. it's, you know, it's not just like what you find a lot where people are like, yeah, here's my 10 minute sample. You know, I respect mm -hmm. that. I understand you're a business person and you've got to, you know, you can't just give away everything but with dream interpretation for me this is more of a mission and mm -hmm. if it can also pay the bills then that's great but i wanted to get people started with dream interpretation whether or not they could afford it and if they can take my master course the art and science of dream interpretation great go for it but i would recommend for everyone take the free intro and then get into the class on dream symbolism it is that's it's translating the language right Hey, the dream is going to your dream life is going to take you on a journey to places where, you know, that foreign land, you know, the metaphor I used earlier. Well, what's the first thing that you need to do? You need to brush up on the language that they speak. So, you know, take yep. the dream symbolism class. It's also included with the master class, the art of science of dream interpretation. If you would rather get the full, you know, the full Monty, if you want that, it's available or you can sample a little bit at a time. So go to dreamschool.net. 
and that's going to take you off in, you know, that's the journey. Otherwise, go to dreams123.net. I have been collecting information there for many years. It's a very popular website. I get over a thousand hits a day there, sometimes as many as two or three thousand. And it's because they have a lot of content there that people find valuable. They go searching on the internet because they had some <laughs> dream and yep. I just got to know what it means. Well, I've got dreams about aliens, about sex. I've got uh, dreams about people who were important in your life. I've got recurring dreams, nightmares. There's a search box on there that you can easily use and just start there. And you also have We Love Dreams. It's a newsletter that I put out that it, it's the We Love Dreams newsletter. You can just pop it into a search engine. And I will, I have an automated service through MailChimp that I've set up so that you can get as these emails from me that revolve around themes. They are things that I have put out already on video, on podcast, on my website, and I collect it all together. So you get the email and it includes all the links to all these different things that I've put out. And you can basically like, okay, today I want to learn about dream characters. Well, let's explore that. I've got all these resources for you. Tomorrow you want to learn about symbolism. Well, okay, let's explore that. I've I've got all the links there for you. So yeah, dreams123.net and dreamschool.net. Start there. And if you want to know more about me personally, J.M. DeBoer, D-E-B-O-R-D.com. And we will link that all up in the show notes for you guys. So you can check all of that out. As you can tell, JM has like dedicated his life to this and we just scratched the surface. Like yeah, having, <laughs> having read the book Dreams 1, 2, 3, like it's amazing how little we even got to in this episode, what's just in contained in that book. And it's just so fascinating. And I feel just like so much more equipped to have just another level and layer of insight in my life. And so this is just so valuable. And like, I was telling some of the team before this interview, it's just like, it's so cool that I can bring this to you guys. Cause this is stuff that I geek out on and it, and it may in one like way not have anything to do with growing your business or being an entrepreneur, but in another way, it's like all of it because yeah. this is your life and it's how to live the best life possible. And like Jane, like you said at the beginning, it's like tapping into that potential of our best, highest self. And I think that's what we're all here to do. So Jam, I just want to thank you again so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your time so freely with us. I can't wait for this episode to come out and everyone's feedback from it. So for, for listeners, please let us know your thoughts, your feedback. Hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM. I'd love to know your insights, your takeaways. And I'll definitely follow up with JM and see if we can get another episode, a bonus episode on the books about going deeper into some of these specific dreams and getting them interpreted. But JM, any final words or thoughts before we call this episode complete? Just one. And I want to thank you for being such a well-prepared host because it makes my job as a guest <laughs> a lot easier. Seriously, I have do a lot of media interviews. I've done over a hundred of them. And a lot of times I'll walk in and I can tell that they have the hosts have not read my books. They don't know really much about me except for what they found off a press release. And so you have a true, you know, you've read my book and you have a real enthusiasm for the material. So for me as a guest, I want to thank you for being so well prepared because I think it made for a really great interview. Oh, well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, JM DeBoard, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? 
I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.